Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Election Madness, Dark Side Testimonies, and Selling the Cure. That's right. We go over all the strange contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, while at the same time connecting him to all the other strange things that are going on within the Democratic Party. People like Gisley Maxwell losing her fight to keep Epstein's testimony sealed, as well as Allison Mack uh, and Claire Brosnan, billionaire Seagram's Harris sentenced to six years over her role in the Nixon sex trafficking in coal. Also, you hear me talk smack about Governor Gretchen Whitmer and her unconstitutional orders throughout the entire show. Yeah, really, really interesting episode. We talk about Antifa conducting satanic rituals, uh, Google being slapped with an antitrust case, right? Uh, Purdue Pharma being held accountable for poisoning people. It's a crazy episode because it's a crazy time we live in. Truly, as corruption is coming out, it's creating chaos, no doubt. A few quick updates, and then I'll let you guys get started. Listen to the minicast, Madness Infecting the Land. A lot of the things that we cover in this episode is really imperative and brought up throughout the entirety of it. I really think you guys will benefit from hitting uh, the play button on that. We're coming back from our week, so you guys kind of, our week-long break, so you kind of have to give us like a, a, a handicap <laughs> when it comes to dealing with some of this stuff. You'll, you'll, you'll hear a lot of misfires, you'll hear me trying to make points, you'll hear me trying to get excited, and then the flop happens. Who knows, I could just be not standing up to my own standards, but that's me kind of giving you guys a uh, heads up on the content. This is a information-packed transmission and definitely one for the books. Like I said, check out the minicast that we did earlier this week in the description bar below. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1035. Season 10, episode 35. Now I got some confessions to make. I already told you, it, it's October, so I already told you guys uh, that I'm Evil Jay. That's what the E stands for, Evil Jay. You've been listening to a villain this whole time. Now, I got a different type of confession to make. Um, you know, my lady sent me a a meme he said where he said you know be courageous because you never know who you're inspiring you know we're just coming off of the break uh, exclusive members I told you guys some of the money that I was making and you know kind of where my head is at and some of the some of the things I want to do with the podcast with the uh, injection of income that we're going to be having you know but I took the break and I kind of alluded to it earlier uh, and this week, whenever I did the Madness Infecting the Land mini, mini cast, you know, I talk about how whenever I take a break, I really take a break. I try to stay away from this stuff um, because it is very, very all encompassing. Okay. 
But my lady sent me a meme where it said, you know, be courageous because you never know who you're inspiring. And I guess I don't really see how far we've come because I'm so, I'm so focused on explaining these things, breaking it down, putting together the information, making sure we understand things and making it relevant for people that don't know. And so when I take breaks, like what I've, what I've done, <laughs> I, uh, I kind of look at you know, again, just the state of affairs, where people's heads are at, kind of the, the capitulation, the cowardice and the compliance, like where, where it takes people. And I don't think I'm some big, bad, tough guy, dude. I tell you guys all the time, I'm a nerd. I love information and knowledge and stuff, but knowledge is power. And there's a lot of ignorant fools out there. Uh, and I, I don't mean to say these things kind of like in an aggressive tone. I, 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 like, I, re I really reflect on a lot of the things I say post-episode and say, shucks, I shouldn't have said that, or shucks, I should have practiced patience, or shucks, I shouldn't have got so angry, I shouldn't swear. You know, and I say that because this is me trying to control myself. This is me trying to discipline myself. This is me trying to show you guys the respect you deserve whenever this information is presented to you. I don't think of you as some fool. I respect you. Whoever's on the other end of this sound right now, I respect you. That's why I try to put this together as such. But that's the thing. A lot of folks don't respect themselves, nor do they respect other people. So you tell me where that's going to lead us, because we're going to be talking about uh, a couple of things in this episode. <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop, the witches that bind Trump. We may even get into Ghislaine Maxwell. We'll talk about Joe Biden and COVID and all this other stuff as well. But the topic was people not respecting themselves. People not having that courage, man. Being broken down. And I guess it's something I take for granted over here because, you know, I, I talk about several years of doing the podcast, several, several years. Of putting on, it, it, for some people, they don't understand what that means, the 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 mental development that takes place i talked about it earlier this week on the on, on instagram live with you guys the rites of passage that we're all supposed to be going through i shouldn't feel weird for looking at this current state of affairs and thinking my god we need to do something about this we need to do something about this before it's too late we need to organize we need to strategize we need to plan we need to stop this i shouldn't be crazy for thinking that Oh, it should be crazy to think that we can't stop it. It should be crazy to think that this has to persist. That's the that's, that's, that is some of the most dangerous thinking. And so my lady sent me a meme. Be courageous because you don't know who you're inspiring. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not coming up here trying to act like some tough guy. I'm shooting you guys straight, saying, good Lord, this terrifies me, and if we don't do something, it may either kill me or my children. And if we don't rise up and at least say, hey, I did this, what did you do? Well, then we're, we're, we're just as culpable for letting it happen. So when I take these breaks, man, it's because I, I'm savaging myself. I'm throwing myself into this, trying to figure out, my God, how much more can I do? My God. And then that's really what it's all about. Is it is in God's hands. 
EJ, you fool. There's only so much that you can do. You have to give your glory to God. You have to give up yourself to God. And I know that makes me sound like some sanctimonious person. But I'm not, dude. You know, earlier, earlier this week, you know, one of my friends went missing after putting various suicidal messages on their Fedbook account. And then in the following, in the, in the very same week, I found out that another one of my friends is going to rehab for alcohol abuse. And so I'm not some saint, my friends. All I can talk about and attest to are the statements that I have the actions I've taken, and the things that I know. And so when I say, hey, look, some of this is outside of my hands. I've got to give it up and give it to God. I've got to ask for help. That's what you got to do. That's what I've done. That's where my strength comes from. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. I'll say this and I'll start getting into stuff with you guys. <laughs> I was... Uh, I don't know what came over me. I've been like sentimental all week. Maybe it's the thought of losing my friend, you know, uh, 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 seeing one of my friends have like a new baby, you know, so many different things going on. I've been real sentimental in my emotions this week and it's foreign. And so uh, the other day when I was going for a hike, I just started talking to myself. I said, you know, it is only through the Lord God Almighty that I'm able to be here today. <laughs> You know, because it could be any one of the witches that we talked about that we're going to be talking about that could have hexed me. It could be any one of these Antifa terrorists that could come in here and bow, shoot me in the face. It could be one of the men in black, the Illuminati folks. It could be anybody that comes in here and puts an end to your guy right here. Shucks, I can go to sleep and never wake up one day, my friends. Shoot, they could censor me. It is a blessing that we are still here. We are still censored. We're shadow banned. But you get what I'm saying. It is a blessing to be here, and it is only through the Lord God Almighty that I am still here to operate in this capacity, because I, people are losing their minds. We'll get into this. Suicide rates are off the chart. People are losing their minds. They're not well. But you know what helps me find my focus and find my understanding, get that clarity? Not only is it the Bible, but it's good, decent, hardworking folk out there, man. People like yourselves that listen, that send those messages, to see me whenever I'm having a hard time. That, that <laughs> the people that see that I'm trying to put together two thoughts on Instagram Live and they want to join, but they don't join, so they send a comment. The people that take it easy on me. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what keeps you going. You got to learn to find the sunshine in the rain because it's going to get a lot darker out there, my friend. You can believe that. The question is, is how much darkness do you want to let inside you? I'll say it again. How much darkness do you want to let inside of you? And with that being said, let's start the show. I'm going to read from my 365-day devotional book, simply because I can, and I feel like it's appropriate. It's called The Loving Disciplinarian. <laughs> Uh, and this, uh, this comes from Second Samuel chapter 7, verse, seven, verse 14. It says, quote, I will be his father, 
and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men with floggings inflicted by human hands. The scripture comes from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, 8 through 10, and 12 through 16. It goes on to say that many states define parental abuse in language similar to this. Quote, Parents can use reasonable and appropriate physical force if it is reasonably necessary and appropriate to maintain or promote the welfare of the child. There are many countries in Europe that prohibit the spanking of children altogether, whether at home or at school. Beatings with rods and floggings wouldn't meet the definition of, quote, reasonable force. Of course, that crosses the line. Yet there were times when I, as a parent, had problems finding that line, and I know I'm not alone. If any court were to judge God as to whether he is a loving father based on the verses above, he would be found guilty of unconditional love towards his children. Yes, what God told David holds true today. He loves us as our father. We are his children. The next verse adds that he will never, ever take his love away from us. But when we stray, he will discipline us. That also is an out-of-flowing of his love. He knows exactly what kind of discipline, the timing, and the amount the, that is, quote, reasonable and appropriate. With such a father, how can we not love him back? And a little prayer down here. It says, Oh God, my father, I thank, I thank you that you love me enough to set boundaries for me. Forgive my sin and lead me in the way of righteousness. When your discipline seems greater than I can bear, I cling to your loving purposes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Season 10, episode 35. As corruption is coming out, creates, it creates chaos. No doubt. In this segment, Election Madness, we're going to be basic, basically breaking down uh, some of the other strange things that we see taking place. As we are only a couple more days out from the election. Literally almost two weeks. You know, but before we get into that, speaking of two weeks, I want to kind of scroll back to two weeks prior to me taking the break, uh, where the New York Times put out a very interesting op-ed calling for the United Nations to take over our electoral process. And boom, just like that, we have been infiltrated. We already have people who have anti-American views. We know that. Globalistic views. We've talked about that on the show a number of times. Globalism versus nationalism, creating regionalism. But now you have the New York Times calling for the United Nations to take over the United States. And remember, gang, what do we talk about at the start of the year? Around January. That the UN had hired English-speaking disarmament officers. Let me get into this article. We put this up October 9th. It comes from naturalnews.com. The news editor's over there. It says, New York Times publishes treasonous op-ed calling for the United Nations takeover of the United States. It goes on to say, the recent New York Times op-ed has argued that, quote, America may need international intervention from the United Nations to effectively end U.S. sovereignty. Yeah, we are incapable of ruling ourselves underneath Trump, so we're going to need daddy government to come in and take care of things. Yeah, you imagine Tedros Cabrasius, I mean, I know he's the head of the World Health Organization, but... Tedros Cabrasius being in charge of your health along with Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci as well as UN Secretary 
General Antonio Gutierrez. There are even talks of Barack Obama assuming his role afterwards. Let's get back into this. Says, uh, this article is by Shane Treo, uh, republished from BigLeakPolitics.com. Says opinion contributor Peter Beinart made the argument to give away or to give away the U.S. to foreign powers. Exactly, fake news hacks at the Times and other left-wing propaganda rags have argued for years that President Trump was trying to do with Russia. Quote: No one knows how Donald Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis will affect his presidential campaign, but before falling ill, he repeatedly suggested that he won't accept the results of the election should he lose. Beinart said falsely. In actuality, it is Democrat operatives like John Podesta who are wargaming for Biden to steal the election by appealing to the blue state governors to overturn the elections. We've talked about that a number of times. The Transition Integrity Project will be at least four different simulations for this scenario. Continuing on, it says failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton has told Biden not to concede on Election Day under any circumstances. Beinart, who serves as the editor-at-large for the Jewish Currents, uses his false premise to justify bringing in the U.N. to essentially take over the country. He uses his hatred of the Constitution and the Electoral College to make the case for his proposed overthrow. Quote, Democrats must now win the popular vote by three, four, or even five percentage points to be assured of winning the Electoral College. They must achieve that margin in the face of a strenuous Republican effort to ensure that Democrat ballots are not counted, he wrote. He uses liberal academics who are in the tank for Biden to make his case for the destruction of U.S. sovereignty as well. Beinart wrote that, quote, What Mr. Trump is doing this year, the election monitoring expert Judy Kelly, Judith Kelly, the dean of the Sanford School of Public Policy at Duke University, recently told the Boston Globe is the kind of activity that international election observers, quote, would go to countries and write huge reports on and say, red flag, red flag. He concluded with a bizarre argument that selling the country out to foreign powers would provide moral discipline. Moral discipline, because we don't have any more American values. We have globalist values, right? With these protests, America was never great. America sucks. All these other things that these people say, man. This, these, these words have consequences. We are seeing an organized overthrowing of, uh, of an elected president. And whenever I talk about the globalization that's going to come from that, I don't really think people understand that. Or maybe they do. You know, maybe this is one of the reasons why I'm shadow banned. I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't stop us from bringing these things to your attention. Speaking of which, I want to bring up this, uh, this quick video for you guys. It's of Nancy Pelosi's idea to replace Joe Biden with Kamala Harris using the 25th Amendment. Yeah, that's right. The, the 25th Amendment's not for, not for President Trump. It's for delusional Joe Biden. This is not about President Trump. He will face the judgment of the voters. But he, he shows the need for us to create a process for future presidents. Throughout America's history, our leaders have created and strengthened guardrails in the Constitution to ensure stability and continuity of government in times of crisis. The 25th Amendment creates a path for preserving stability if a president suffers a crippling physical or mental problem and is, unquote, in the amendment, unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office and transfers his powers. Specifically, Section 4 
of the amendment empowers Congress to set up an independent body uh, to confront such a crisis. Congress has a constitutional duty to lay out the process by which a president is president's incapacity and the president of any party is determined. This bill honors the duty by uh, creating a standing commission uh, of top former executive officials and medical experts selected in a bipartisan, bicameral way. A president's fitness for office must be determined by science and facts. This yeah, because we're all about the science and facts right now, like wearing a mask in the middle of a, of a friggin' heat wave. Yeah. All about the facts, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, what they're really talking about is being able to replace 77-year-old Joe Biden with Kamala Harris. All the stuff that's coming out with <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop man. Joe, even if Joe Biden were to get elected, there's no way that he could actually be president. This is where the 25th Amendment comes in. This is what uh, Joe Biden is just so emblematic of the Democratic Party right now. Deceptive, delusional, like foot in their mouth type stuff that he knows he's a foot puppet too for, for 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 globalist forces it's very crazy it's very crazy to see the sophistication of this operation go down and we're just supposed to act like none of this is happening that's even more dangerous that's even more dangerous because what's happening right now is you have capitulation and silence this is why they're trying to censor as many different people as possible want the narrative to be go joe and we'll save our we'll, we'll we'll talk about trump later but go joe get out there go vote for him even though people can see that the man is cognitively declining they still want you to believe in the lie but speaking of believing in a lie check this out michigan governor whitmer said that if you're tired of lockdowns go ahead and vote for biden now, before I play this clip for you guys, hear it from the horse's mouth, realize that we left off with you guys just a couple weeks ago covering the FBI plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer prior to. And then what happened? The attorney general came out and said, hey, look, her, 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 her lockdowns were unconstitutional. Now she's trying to go back through and save face. Again, deceptive and manipulative. These were not these these were not patriots. These were not civilians. These were FBI informants that radicalized the group and got them to carry this type of stuff out. And now you have her coming back out here saying, "Vote for Biden. He'll he'll lift the lockdowns." Knowing full well that she caused a lot of these problems. We'll get into that. The, the the depression, the anxiety, the suicide. And look at this. Look at this woman, all villainous. Here, let me play the clip for you guys, and then I'll continue on. How do you? Um, how are you going to account for? Um, lockdown fatigue, mitigation fatigue. I mean, that is real. We know this is real. Um, in your efforts this time to convince uh, your constituents to abide by the rules? Yeah, so last night the president talked about lockdowns. We haven't had a stay-home order since late spring, but I know that he never lets the facts get in the way of comments that he's making. Every moment that we are not focused on the fact that there are 220,000 Americans who have died from this virus is good for him. So in that sense, as he incites additional violence against people who are just trying to save one another's lives, it's good for him. And that's why I don't want to talk about him endangering public servants' lives. I want to talk about what he hasn't done, and that's his job. 
the Trump virus response is the worst in the globe. I mean, in the world, it's the worst. Eight million people have been um, have contracted COVID-19, 220,000 dead. We've got people in food pantry lines who never would have imagined that they'd be there. And no uh, light on the horizon because our numbers keep going up. This is a gravely serious moment for all of us. And if you're tired mm -hmm. of lockdowns or you're tired of wearing masks or you wish you were in church this morning or watching college football or your kids were in person instruction, it is time for change in this country. And that's why we've got to elect Joe Biden. How do you... What a snake. I couldn't imagine being able to cold, like stone cold face, just lie to you like that. Pulling facts out of nowhere, knowing full... This is why Operation uh, Gridlock went down there. This is why you had barbers literally uh, doing haircuts out there on the streets. This is why you have uh, Joy Behar and Hillary Clinton calling the protesters in Michigan, your state, Gretchen, calling them terrorists because they want to work. They're bypassing that lockdown fatigue and they're doing stuff about it. They want to get back to work. But this witch sits here with a straight face and starts lying, calling it the Trump virus. And I, here we go again. More lies on top of lies on top of delusions. And so, my God, guys, this is I don't even really want to look at this woman's face because just last week she's up over here talking about like this week. She's like, oh, if you're tired of the, the lockdowns, vote Biden. Last week, the Michigan Supreme Court denied Governor Rhett Gretchen Whitmer's uh, request to extend the lockdown. They said it was unconstitutional. So again, the double dealing of this witch, man, she has been like the, the one of the archetypal persons for this lockdown, for COVID-19, especially here in America. Because she obviously right there forefront, she knows what she's doing. My God. Putting people out of work, telling them that, that if they try to, they can't even have gardens there. Forcing people to do these types of things. Oh, but if they if they do it, she'll lock them up. So, you know, I don't I don't it's not a it's not a voting thing. It's a common sense type thing. You get me? Look, um, how are you gonna account for get out of um, here, Gretchen? Lockdown get out of here, Gretchen. Check this out right here. Many Americans are now planning to quote bug out ahead of the election days as authorities brace for chaos in the streets. You've already got uh, people showing up to polls being armed with weapons. You've got talks of votes uh, showing up at random people's houses, votes inside of nursing homes already filled out, uh, people switching, ballot, uh, switching votes at the ballot, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. The election is shaping up to be something crazy. But even then, you know, we've talked about this before, how many Americans are not going to have money come the election day because of all of this lockdown, Gretchen. Here, let me get into this. October 19th, we put this up as for Michael Snyder, but Sons of Liberty Media reposted it. It says, will you be safe where you currently are if the election results cause chaos to erupt in the streets of our major cities? A lot of Americans are becoming deeply concerned about their personal safety as we approach November 3rd because they can see what's coming. It's going to take a lot of extra time to count all those votes because tens of millions of Americans are voting by mail this time around. And both sides have recruited armies of lawyers and are prepared to contest the results of the election to the bitter end. 
No matter who ends up being declared the winner when it is all over, there will be millions upon millions of very angry voters out there that are likely to feel as though the election was stolen from them. And that is a recipe for widespread social societal unrest. I truly wish that we could go back and do things differently so that we would not be facing this sort of scenario. But it's too late for now. More than 27 million, to 27 million Americans have already voted, and more and more are voting every day. Any attempt to fix the process will have to wait for future elections, and without a doubt, it definitely needs to be fixed. It is still difficult for me to believe that I am actually writing about the possibility of violence after a U.S. presidential election, but this is where we are at as a society. As I said before, your lovable host, this is the social contracts being broken. This is why you didn't go around telling people who you voted for or what you voted for or any of this type of stuff. That's private stuff that obviously people are going to feel vitriolic about. You get me? Continuing on, it says, in fact, there is violence in the streets right now. This should break all of our hearts because violence is not going to solve anything. All it does is embolden the police state and make us lose rights to where we have to fight to get these things back. Unfortunately, an increasing number of people are not listening to voices of reason. And as we see anger and frustration rising to levels that we have never seen before. At this point, most Americans are expecting the worst. To be more specific, one recent survey found that 55% of all registered voters expect a rise in violence following the election. In the YouGov survey, about 55% of registered voters said they thought violence would increase in the U.S. following the November 3rd presidential election. Just under 11% of respondents said that they didn't expect a rise in violence to occur after the election, while 33% were unsure. Oh, it'll happen. They, and, and, and the sad part is, and we've talked about the polarization days, the haze that all this hatred puts us in, again, the vitriolic nature of our politics today, the divisive uh, uh, stance we're all taking, how no common grounds being met, peaceful resolve, what is that? This is a recipe for disaster. I mean, we, 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 you got to think about this. You have to think about this. And this is why I'm telling you to stay away from them streets, stay away from them protests. You got to do something a little bit different. The idea is to get you to throw your life away so you really can't be an asset. If we had more people that were organized getting into office, changing these laws, contesting these politicians, right? Building up businesses, using economic voting power and literal political power we would not be having this conversation. We're not being smart about this. We're being gaslit and put in our emotions. The worst place to be. The worst place to be. Now, I'll say this and I'll get into our other topic. This is the importance of discipline, motivation, and discernment. Having a plan, executing it, not falling short, understanding what's at stake here you know ice cube met with uh i think with, with with the with the trump administration i haven't fully seen like the interview and and and, and followed up on it you know I, and i see other i see other brothers and i see other people within the black community grilling them trying to you know grandstand saying hey what'd you do that for and ice cube's like you know what the problem is is we are not working with folks we don't ever have a plan. We always just take something. Nothing, we, 
We always take. We don't ever give. We don't ever say, hey, these are these are our demands. This is what we want to get up out of it. This is why 50 cents turned into 50 pence. <laughs> because they don't want to go along to get along. They want to sit at the table. They want to think for themselves. They're tired of, of, of all this shuck and jive. Breaking the generational chains. Like NFL players that, 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 that say, you know what, for the next five or ten years, I'm going to be making all this money, and if you're going to be riding with me, here's the deal. you got to come up with a business plan. I'm not going to pay for all this stuff. If you want, to put your, if you want me to put you through school, we can do that. If you want me to help you set up a, build, a business, we can do that. you got an agency or a firm or something you want to build up over the next ten years, use me to help that happen. That's what Ice Cube's saying. That's what, that's what, that's what uh, 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 50 saying. Use this to get a seat at the table, not just sitting over here waiting for scraps to trickle down. That's the slave mentality. No, you got to lead. You got to learn discernment. You got to fight for things. Can't, you, you, no one's going to give you your success, my friends. And that's the problem with that. And our successes, that's what I'm telling you. Our successes are being governed right now. I'm being shadow banned and censored. Again, the very, this is unfortunately why you hear me talking about supporting QAnon and how some of these supporters have actually gotten the office riding on the coattails of that, that, that movement because they're getting organized. And it could be a PSYOP for sure, but still, it's the organization and the progress, the fruits of the labor that we really need to be focusing on. But right now, since we're all bystander slaves, ball gagged and chained, we don't really do anything. We don't stand up for ourselves. Hell, half the time we feel bad whenever other people stand up. Say, shh, just put your mask on, sit down. I digress. Getting frustrated. Let me, let me get back into these things. Ooh. Ooh. Earlier this week, Project Veritas put out a video confirming a lot of what everybody already knows, that Google skews the search results in favor of Democrats. Now, this seems like a heavily oh, anti-Democrat party show already man the feckless and incompetent republicans that you don't hear me talking about are the ones that are enabling this and that's what's happening right now both parties are becoming in, uh, ineffective and useless feckless fools forcing us to not necessarily radicalize or intensify but stand up for the things that we believe in i digress let me get back into this uh here's a video from project veritas it's of a google whistleblower admitting and this is not jason Voorhees. <laughs> uh, this is another Google whistleblower admitting that the search engine is skewed in favor of the Democrats. Let's listen. You go to search and you type in like Donald Trump, and it's like all negative. And when you type in Joe Biden, it's all positive. Because it's skewed by the This guy Ritesh Lakar, a technical program manager at Google, is telling our journalists the truth about the company he has worked at for years. With the presidential election just days away, he is calling out his own friend in Big Tech. I disagree with the corporations playing 
Suffocated by Google. This is one of their own employees. I feel suffocated by Google. Let me go ahead and read this out to you guys. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have the post linked up here. But it says, an alleged program manager at Google Cloud has confirmed that the search engine giant is, quote, playing God when it comes to US politics and the election. In an undercover interview captured by Project Veritas, the whistleblower admitted that Google was skewing results to fit to benefit the Democrats. RT reports that in footage published on Monday, the conservative media watchdog shared around eight minutes of an interview with a man identified as Ritesh Lakar, said to be a technical programmer at Google's cloud service, who accused the company of putting its thumb on the digital scale for the Democrats. Quote, the wind is blowing toward Democrats because GOP equals Trump and Trump equals GOP. Everybody hates it, even though GOP may have good traits, no one wants to acknowledge them right now, Bakar said when asked whether Google favors either political party. Quote, so the, wind is so the wind is blowing towards Democrat. So let's skew the results towards Democrats. While Lakar, whose LinkedIn page states that he's worked at Google since May of 2018, did not specify exactly how the company gives an edge to certain political viewpoints, he suggested that the platform is selling favorable coverage to the highest bidder. George Soros. Quote, it's skewed by the owners of the drivers of the algorithm. Like if I say, hey, Google, here's another $2 billion. Feed this data set of, another, of, of whenever Joe Biden is searched, you'll get these results. He went on blasting big tech firms for, quote, playing God and taking, freedom, taking away freedom of speech on both sides. Quote, you're playing selective God. Like if it wasn't fraud, it doesn't matter. But for Trump and Melania Trump, it matters. Trump says something, misinformation. You're going to delete that because it's illegal under whatever pretext. And if a Democratic leader says that, you're going to leave it. You can read more at newspunch.com. So think about this. What we're, what we're really talking about at the end of the day is the fact that this is the corporatocracy. This is the technocracy. These are the corporate technocrats at the top of things trying to organize and play God. This is, this, is, this is what we've talked about time and time again. This is why we've asked 
for anybody to, to, to stop the censoring, good Lord. Because as it intensifies, it's going to get everybody. You can't, now Trump is twi- censored. This is what happens. We talked about this, how even the Pope has a Twitter. The DOJ has a Twitter. So who's getting access to this information? The geolocation tags every time these people log in. Who's able to use these backdoor programs to get these people to get access to this information? You get me? This is the, these are the corporate technocrats, my friends. And if they can censor a president, that says that, hey, some shadowy organization knows what's best. You need to follow this ambiguous community guidelines. This is what happens whenever technology is supplanted government. This is why we need regulation. This is one of the reasons why government is there in the first place. And I know we have libertarians that are like, oh, it's their platform. Go ahead and, you know, go ahead and start your own. Even with the platforms that we have started, they will be infiltrated. This is, this is racketeering. This is criminal. There's, there's so many things going on here. Let's check this out. Bam. Google slapped with sweeping, DO, with sweeping antitrust case by DOJ. An article written collectively by Michael Balsamo and Marcy Gordon via AP News has been reposted over there at Technocracy News. They put this up October 20th. It says that the Justice Department on Tuesday sued Google for antitrust violations, alleging that it abused its dominance in online search and advertising to stifle competition and harm consumers. The lawsuit marks the government's most significant act to protect competition since its groundbreaking case against Microsoft more than 20 years ago. It could be an opening salvo ahead of other major government antitrust actions given ongoing investigations of major tech companies, including Apple, Amazon, and Fedbook, at both the Justice Department and the Federal Trade Commission. Quote, Google is the gateway to the Internet and a search advertising behemoth, U.S. US Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen told reporters. Quote, it has maintained its monopoly power through exclusionary practices that are harmful to competition. Antitrust cases in the technology industry have, moved, have to move quickly, he said. Otherwise, quote, we could lose the next wave of innovation. They're very correct. Lawmakers and consumer advocates have long accused Google, whose corporate parent, Alphabet Inc., has a market value of just $1 trillion of abusing its dominance in an online search and advertising to stifle competition and boost its profits. Critics contend that multi-billion dollar fines and mandated changes in Google's practices imposed by European regulators in recent years weren't severe enough and that the structural changes are needed for Google to change its conduct. The Justice Department is, isn't seeking specific changes in Google's structures or other remedies at this point, but it isn't ruling out seeking additional relief, officials said. Google responded immediately via tweet, quote, Today's lawsuit by the, Just- by the Department of Justice is deeply flawed. People use Google because they, can cho- because they choose to, not because they're forced to, or because they can't find alternatives. The case was filed in federal court in Washington, D.C., It alleges that Google uses billions of dollars collected from advertisers to pay phone manufacturers to ensure Google's default search engine on browsers. Eleven states, all with Republican attorney generals, joined the federal government in the lawsuit. This is big tech. This is why you've got Bill Gates stepping down from Microsoft before he becomes our global health dictate. Yeah, because people can see what's going on. And so we're going to keep our eyes on that. You betcha. You betcha. We're going to keep our eyes on that whole story. And to close out this segment, I want to leave you guys with this, what you already knew. As the world plunged into poverty, the super rich, the super rich 
Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Sergey Brin. The super rich top unprecedented $10 trillion net worth thanks to COVID-19. Everything I said towards the start of this. Everything. Oh, they got to lock everything down? Who stands to benefit? The telehealth and the telecom industries. Microsoft, Fedbook, Amazon, and Google. The owners of those became rich. These are the technocrats. These are your new lord and masters. This is why the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and even our president is being toyed with by these people. Let me get into this. This is written by Matt Agarist over there at the Free Thought Project. They put this up October 12th. It says, make no mistake, the government's reaction to COVID-19, shutting down businesses, forcing people to stay at home, all the while granting monopolies to massive chains like Amazon, Walmart, etc., has decimated the middle class and pushed the already struggling poor that much deeper into despair. But you won't see the owner of those monopolies complaining as they see their wealth soar to unprecedented heights. As the rest of the country struggles to pay their mortgages, has their businesses shut down and descends into poverty, COVID-19 for the super rich has been a record-setting windfall. Four of the most controversial billionaires on the planet have seen their wealth increase by a combined $100 billion in just the last 10 months. Since the COVID-19 lockdowns began, gut Gretchen, Jeff Bezos has seen his net worth shoot up by nearly $70 billion. Bill Gates, who has been embroiled in controversy and somehow became the mainstream media's go-to, quote, expert on COVID-19, has seen his net worth increase by $10 billion. As his platform censors any information that challenges the establishment's narrative on COVID-19, Mark Zuckerberg's net worth increased by $20 billion. And as his platform also censors information like Fedbook, Larry Page has seen his profits from Google add $5 billion to his net worth. The combined net worth of just these four men is nearly half a trillion dollars. While these four men own a significant portion of all the wealth in the world, they are not alone. As TechSpot points out, a study by Swiss Bank UBS and accounting firm PwC found that at the start of April, global billionaire wealth stood at $8 trillion. By July, following the height of the coronavirus pandemic, it had reached $10.2 trillion. The previous peak was $8.9 trillion, recorded at the end of 2017. Joseph Stadler, the head of the UBS's global family office department that leads direct the deal directly with the world's richest people, said, quote, Billionaires did extremely well during the COVID process, during the COVID crisis. Not only did they ride the storm to the downside, but they also gained up on the upside as stock markets rebounded. Like they said, the economy is great. Everything is great. Everything is awesome. As, as Americans no longer have money. Oh, but they can vote because that's free. <laughs> yeah, if... if it, if voting worked, they wouldn't have us do it. Good Lord. We need to learn to go about this different. Think smarter, not work harder. No, my God. How much more obvious can it get that the elections are being rigged? We are seeing a fight for this country, and somewhat of it's already been decided. And as we are rushing towards the election day and even the, 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 the days after, we the radical transformation not only of society, but the infrastructure and more right there on the horizon. And we're going to have to ride that wave without the protections. This is why they're censoring ahead 
and how they'll be continuing to censor after the election. We talked about it with David Nino Rodriguez on his show. I would definitely recommend you guys go listen to it. A secessionist movement where they're taking parts of the country to go along with this globalist agenda. It is very crazy. To say that we live in historic times, <laughs> it doesn't do it justice. It really does not do it justice. Uh, to say that we're living in, in historic times, it almost, it, doesn't, it, it, it almost doesn't do it justice. It truly doesn't. Because we are, we are on the precipice of so much change that it is almost awe-inspiring. Uh, but speaking of inspiring, I'm going to give you guys a break and not talk for a while. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be getting into some of these dark side testimonies. Thousands of witches brought to bind Trump for the last debate and election day. Uh, Antifa conducted a satanic ritual in Boston. I talked about it this week on, on our Instagram Live, as well as everything that's going on with Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, the man's a, a serious pedophile. That's why I use pedivoric behavior. And he's, the old, he's, he's caught. they got to put him out there in the open so that he doesn't squeal on everybody else. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. I learned, I learned a lot. And I learned that, uh, I learned a lot. Anyway, uh, Bo, uh, Bo is associated here. Anyway, the point I want to make is uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned black, white, all colors, all backgrounds. What I mean, come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot. You know, come on, man. You don't think. You know what I mean? You don't think. You know what I mean? Come on, man. What I have to do is I have to continue talking about the things. Come on, man. I came down here because I remember the first bumper sticker I saw. I learned that uh, I got hairy legs that that, 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 that that turned blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and put my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. And I learned about kids jumping on my lap. I love kids jumping on my lap. Oh, oh, I'm in trouble, trouble. What are we nuts? Dead, dead, dead. You know, come on, man. Give me a little break here. Get a life. Taking cocaine or not. What do you think? Huh? Come on, man. White, all colors, all backgrounds, what I mean. Come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot, you know. Come on, man. You don't think, you know what I mean? You don't think, you know what I mean? Come on, man. You have a problem figuring out when you're from here, Trump, and you ain't black. Come on, man. The corn pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. I can hardly wait to meet with that guy who is the stable genius. Come on, man. I am uh, very willing to let the public touch my physical and mental field. My physical as well as my mental field. fitness. <laughs> Come on, man. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids. Come on, man. I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. I know a lot of weed smokers. Come on, man. Black, white, all colors, all backgrounds. What I mean. Come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight. Everyone deserves a shot. You know. Come on, man. You don't think. I understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of 
war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Time bomb is ticking, but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. Welcome back. You like that sound? I'm gonna try to turn it around. I'll turn it around. I'll turn it around. I'll make it better for you, baby. Oh. Welcome back. You know, I um, I'm so blessed. Um, and I try to share those blessings. And I also don't try to boast about those blessings because, you know, that's, 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 that's how you discredit them. You know, and when I get up here and I seem all crazy and, and ecstatic and eccentric and yeah, and, and all over the place, it's because a lot of this stuff is coming out now. It can't be hidden. I'm not fully crazy. I wanted to try to sing it in a sing-song fashion. I'm not fully crazy. Look at this. Look at this. Billionaire Seagram's heiress has been sentenced to over six years for her role in the mix of um, sex trafficking ring. That's right. Allison Mack from Smallville is going to jail. <laughs> She's going to jail because when I tell you that it's a big club and we ain't in it, these are some sick, degenerate people that we're talking about. I'm blessed to not be around these folks. Thank God almighty. <laughs> I thank God every day that I am not around these type of people. That I don't have to shuck and jive like them, my friends. <laughs> I thank God every day. Oh, thank, thank God. That I don't have to be around these scumbags. I'm glad that this stuff is coming out. Yes, it's terrifying, but at the same time, I talked about this earlier this week with you guys. This should only embolden your stance. That's the externalization of the method. 
for the externalization of the hierarchy. They're putting all this evil stuff up out here to see, hey, are you about that life? You, are you really about that life? Do you really want to do these things? Do you really want to seek after power? Because this is what you get. You know, you go over some of these documents, you go read into this actual testimony, man. Uh, these people were into some sick stuff. The very same thing that's happening to us right now, right, with the dehumanizing behavior, the putting on the mask, the treating us like slaves, that's a lot of what these Hollywood stars are into. The Fifty Shades of Grey type behavior, you know, the BDSM, the sadomasochistic behavior, they're trying to get us to go along with it. And free-thinking uh, sovereign individuals that don't like that type of behavior, they're exposing this. So thank God that we don't have to be around this. Thank God that it's coming out. Huh. All that means is we're moving into the next stage. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit of this, and then I'm going to go into how there are thousands of witches that we've talked about time and time again on the show planning to bind Trump. So as, as more and more of this evil comes out, you, my friends, the listeners, are going to have to have that gut check. Wow, EJ's kind of crazy, but he's got, he's, he's got good intentions. He's not trying to scare us. He's trying to embolden us. He's trying to make you stronger. He's trying to tell, I'm trying to tell you things that will make you better because the truth will set you free. Lies will keep you enslaved. Let me read this. It comes from Matt Agarist. Again, the good folks over there at the Free Thought Project. They put this up October 1st. And Jason, if you're listening, I love you. And I'm so glad that you're a father. So, I'm, again, <laughs> I know some pretty sweet and awesome people, my friends. I don't need to know folks in Hollywood to get off on that. Again, there are people in Hollywood that follow us. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James did for a bit. You know, a moral technique that there's there's folks in Hollywood and at, in Washington that follow what we do here. So when I'm shouting out Jason Bastler, the Free Thought Project, and Matt Agarist, these are the real champions, not me, not Allison Mack or Keith Raniere. The people doing the work, putting their necks out there. Ooh, I'm blessed, man. So are you guys too. That we don't get to know these people and that we can make a difference. Let me get into this. It says that the Free Thought Project has previously reported billionaire heiress Claire Bronfman was indicted on racketeering charges in federal court in 2018. The indictment was connected to her involvement in operations directed for the, for the Nixavum sex cult, which ensnared Smallville, Alice, Smallville star Allison Mack as well. Last year, prosecutors came forward saying that this billionaire heiress was protecting her fellow cronies with a massive amount of money in the form of a defense, tr a defense trust fund. After a massive two-year-long battle, Bronfman was sentenced on Wednesday, to over six years for her role in the cult. Brooklyn Federal Court Judge, Judge Nicholas G. Garofis, sentenced Brofman to 81 months as he tore into her for using her money to protect, to protect sex traffickers while silencing victims and critics. Bronfman, quote, used her incredible wealth and attempted to use her social status and connections not only to support Nixon's work, but also as a means of intimidating, threatening, and exacting revenge upon individuals who dared to challenge its dogma. And now you're going to jail. All that money couldn't keep you out of jail. Six years, I don't think it's fair, but it's a start. Arrests are coming. You can't do this type of stuff and get away with it. We talked about it just the other week, my friends. That uh, somebody that was a part of what the, the National Foods is like a it's like a 
it was like a global food distribution network that that um that he was involved in sex trafficking as well my god you know it, this is it, it's nuts that's why when people say oh slavery ended no it didn't man human trafficking is still here so is child sex trafficking it's an epidemic it's one big club and we ain't in it and and we and we should be proud of that we really should uh, but here let me move on to my next article the one that uh, i put up before coming onto the air with you guys thousands of witches plot to bind trump for the last debate and election day an article written by ricky Sapar over there in times headlines they put this up october 22nd and before i get into this it mentions the hashtag magic resistance and the hashtag by trump these are hashtags where you will see numerous occult themed articles that i've had to point out to you guys when i'm telling you that there is a spiritual aspect to this a spiritual warfare component to what we are dealing with this is it this is it and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be uh, Allison, Allison Mack and Claire Bronfen and Keith Raniere, you know, and Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton, even though all these people probably travel in the same circle. You know, it doesn't have to be John of God, Oprah's, uh, Oprah's, Oprah's faith healer who also got caught human trafficking. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this. But that's who these people are. And that's why, as again, as more of this stuff comes out, they're going to try to censor it. Because this is the revelations of the censorship, my friend. It's all true. These are evil, demonic, sick, wicked people. And so, <laughs> let me get into this to continue on. Uh, it says, last year, at this time, President Donald Trump was battling the House Democrats' impeachment inquiry against him. If that wasn't enough, media outlets reported that, quote, thousands of witches were trying to cast a, quote, binding spell on him on Halloween. Now, those practitioners of witchcraft are at it again, celebrating that rare confluence of two, quote, powerful moon events in one month all in an effort to get Joe Biden elected and President Trump removed from office. So, hold on now, before I continue on, because you know me. It was just a couple of weeks ago that we talked about Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, engaging in witchcraft. Only a couple of weeks ago, and I asked the question, okay, okay, I can believe this. This is, this is, yeah, for sure. Who taught these, who taught these people that though? Who organized this though? Where are they learning these things? Right? I went into a jag earlier this week about adrenochrome to where I stumbled across a document talking about uh, 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 investigations into ritual child abuse. Who's teaching these people this stuff? I, I, I tongue in cheek said, and we'll cover it again when we play the video guy, of, of, of that Antifa guy eating the heart. I'm said, my God, who in their right mind is saying, let's do this? Let's see again, EJ. You're not thinking straight, bro. These people are not in their right minds. They have been committed. They are, they are committed to the dark side. They are consciously working, do, doing this working. And they are, they're bold. They're telling you. We're not talking about the satanic temple. We're not talking about after school Satan. We're talking about thousands of witches plotting to bind Trump. This is, this is, this is, this is an escalation of the witches from even a couple years ago, my friends. So I know that when I get up here and I start talking about witches, hexes, Satanism, and all the Illuminati and dark side stuff, I know it kind of sounds terrifying, but this is them showing you where they stand. Do you want to join them? Continuing on, 
It says communicating via social media, the witches are plotting multiple, quote, binding events with their biggest attempt to spiritually attack the president on October 31st, right before the election. They've been using the hashtags, hashtag bind Trump and hashtag magic resistance, while calling for what they have named a, quote, blue wave spell on October 31st and November 2nd. As CBN News has reported, witches have been regularly trying to cast spells against Trump since his inauguration in 2017. They have even hexed, they have even worked to hex his Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. We placed it. We, we talked about it there. Probably go find it on our Instagram TV. Um, in addition to this year's Halloween spell, one of the people using the binding spell, using the Bind Trump official Facebook page, is also calling for magic to be performed against the president for his final debate schedule for Thursday night with Democratic challenger Joe Biden. So today, that's why the energy levels are off the chart. It's because people are, people are working that, that dark magic. Continuing on, it says a person identified as Terry Wonder wrote about their strategic plan in a post to the page. Quote, Trump needs to go off the rails again in the third and the last debate. This will drive the election home and him into the landslide our nation and the world so urgently needs. There are some states where Biden has turned the tide, has turned the tide in polling and a range of others where another successful debate could cause another sh shift in those red and blue lines. Swinging those swinging the state polls decisively in Biden's favor. Think Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, let's work our magic hard. Facebook shows that the public group has more than 6,100 members. In another post to the page, a user identified as Cherry Wanders offers a, quote, quick find list, including links to the binding and blue wave spell, uh, the, the binding dates, the blue wave 2.0, videos to different spells, full moon binding rituals, and more. And more. So, so, so think about this. My God, we're, 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 we're still talking about ask, asking like the dark side, asking like dark powers, occultic powers to get involved in politics. We talk about this on the show, unfortunately, too much, how that people are looking for a political problem, a political solution to a spiritual problem. People are messed up. We've talked about this time and time again, and it's going to get worse with this type of stuff right here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to collect my thoughts so that I don't get angry. But I don't think that anger is the appropriate word to use. I think indignation, righteous rage, is 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 the appropriate word. I'm not necessarily angry. I'm fired up because, again, as more of this stuff comes out, as we become more and more vindicated. The information we put out, it validated, it's, it's already been validated. It could be fact-checked. USA Today and factcheck.org could, you know, come, come earn a couple bucks perusing through our page. It's, it's, it's fine. We're just being censored and shadow banned. It's okay. As more of this information comes out, that means that, that again, our projections and analysis of this are even true. But, again, who's teaching these people these things? Why are they doing this type of work? And it's not, even the, it's not even the useful idiots out there in the streets, the same way when we talk about Antifa uh, destroying all this stuff out there. But it's not, these, it's, not, it's, it's not Antifa doing this. It's the Soros. It's the lawyers. It's the cities. It's the politicians. Who's emboldening these people? It's like, it, 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 QAnon gets taken down from FedBook, 
because they talk about satanic child sex trafficking rings. Oh, but it's okay. Let's allow these witches over here to congregate and organize. It's like, what? And that's where we are at the spiritual state with America right now. You can worship anything other than Jesus. You can worship anything other than God. It's a very, very tricky situation to be in. And so before, again, we get back into what's going on with Hunter Biden's laptop, let's take another trip talking about <laughs> child sex trafficking, the dark side testimonies, more of the strange stuff that these folks are involved in. Um, and I mentioned, and I alluded to it earlier in the start of the show, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's got to testify for her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein right here. Ghislaine Maxwell loses fight to keep her Epstein testimony sealed. Yeah. So you got Jeffrey Epstein that's working with Bill Gates, Ghislaine Maxwell that's over here doing whatever she's doing, Keith Raniere, Allison Mack, Claire Bronfman, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden sniffing children. It's like, good Lord, how much more information do we need to where we're aware of the currency for these people and what they do? Let me get into this. We put this up October 19th. It's from the Judge Report feed. It says a federal appeals court dealt just Lane Maxwell, the alleged madam to disgrace financier Jeffrey Epstein, twin blows late Monday by declining to consolidate her appeals in numerous overlapping cases and striking down her effort to thwart the release of a controversial deposition she gave in a now settled civil lawsuit. In this final photo, acting U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, uh, Audrey Strauss announces charges against Ghislaine Maxwell during a July 2nd, 2020 press conference in New York City, Manhattan. Federal prosecutors have declined to pursue Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell in their case in 2016. It says that the three-judge Court of Appeals for the, second, for the Second Circuit held more than two hours of oral arguments last week and issued a succinct Monday afternoon order holding that, the, that a lower court judge did not err in the order of the release of a 418-page deposition from, 2000, from April of 2016 that could shed new light on the Epstein empire. Quote, we have reviewed all of the arguments raised by defendant appealant Maxwell on appeal and find them to be without merit, the judges wrote, also turning away a request for consolidation with Maxwell's criminal case in the Southern District of New York. Quote, we deny the motion to consolidate this appeals with the state or with the, appeal, with the pending appeal in the United States versus Maxwell. The ruling affirmed a decision over the summer by U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska to release hundreds of documents from, from a 2015 civil lawsuit or civil suit involving Maxwell and Epstein accuser Virginia Roberts Joffrey. The case was settled in 2017 and the Miami Herald sued for the release of the documents following its groundbreaking November 2018 quote perversion of justice series which spotlighted how Epstein escaped serious punishment despite widespread accusations that he sexually abused underage girls. Epstein was arrested in July of 2019 and found dead in a jail cell the following month, determined to be a suicide. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Of course not. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and I'm not sure what's going to happen to Hunter Biden. Or Joe Biden, because this is this is a fiasco. This is a scandal. This is, I think, to be honest, this is one of the reasons why they had Barack Obama come out and, and try to do damage control to see how the population would react to him. Uh, 
because you know you got people wanting to cover stuff up and you can only cover up so much until you have a literal garbage truck or garbage pile that 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 needs to be accounted for and unfortunately hunter biden's coke snorting uh coke snorting crack smoking alcohol drinking child molesting self has to answer for this type of stuff now put this up before coming onto the air we're going to read a lot about this type of stuff unfortunately let's go ahead and start jumping into this uh, hunter biden's laptop there's information of him beating up chinese underage girls on there breaking their jaw just punching them and now this is this is the sexual this is the abuse not the sexual abuse okay and as more information comes out there's there's texts of him trying to have relations with his with his niece high off a crack is is that why joe biden's like you want me to take a drug test because you're high on cocaine your son's high on cocaine right here Rudy Giuliani describes finding straight-out child porn on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Over their news punch, they put this up October 22nd. It says, Rudy Giuliani has described what he says are disturbing photos of underage girls, including straight-out-and-out child pornography on Hunter Biden's laptop, which were handed over to the police in Newcastle County, Delaware, on Monday. Recall that the FBI's top child porn lawyer signed a subpoena used to obtain a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drives, uh, which were dropped off at a Delaware computer, computer repair shop by a man who believed to be Hunter Biden, uh, who signed a work order for data recovery services following a liquid spill incident. In an episode of Rudy Giuliani's Common Sense podcast on Wednesday, Giuliani identified some of the most disturbing contents allegedly contained on Biden's laptop which combined with evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter's shady international business dealings, would give any foreign adversary massive leverage over a Biden administration. Uh, yeah, I kind of alluded to this earlier this week that, uh, you know, because China wants Biden elected, that if China, if Biden got elected, China could own the Biden administration simply for everything that we're beginning to discuss right here. Uh, so you know, I know you got the Russia, Russia, Russia nonsense going on with with Trump, but what we're literally talking about right here is a a a politician for over fifty years being continually compromised by multiple governments, so much so that now his son is compromised, and they want to install this 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 incompetent person in. They they want this guy to lead us. Very very interesting. Uh, let me continue on. It says that was troubling in and of itself. But then there was one that was straight out and out child pornography. Just straight, I mean, as Justice Potter Stewart once described pornography as you can as you can't define it, but you know it when you see it. Well, you'll know this when you see it. We also knew what our what our obligations were because of Bernie. Uh Carrick, a senior VP at Giuliani Partners and a former interim interior minister of Iraq after Operation Iraqi Freedom had been a policeman and I had been an assistant U.S. attorney and a mayor. As a public official, had I seen that, I'd have reported. I'd be a mandatory reporter as a medical person, or as a medical people, when you see child pornography or you see evidence that we all saw in the text messages and the emails of an unsafe environment for the children. Considerably unsafe environment for the children. Again, I will not go into details as to why. That's for the Delaware police. Yeah, the texts are creepy. And some of them are to Joe Biden. He's like, oh, man, I got caught. They found me smoking crack. He's, 
it's like here. Let me see if I can. I'll try to let me because I have it saved over here on my phone. Let me see if I can get if I can read it to you because it is it's a uh, it's junky behavior. There's there's nothing else for me to say. It's junky behavior. And this is like him texting his dad, and some of it's blocked out. Oh, the state. So-and-so stayed with a friend, taking her to CCD after mass running. This is blank right. And then Hunter Biden says that uh, she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate with blank. And she says that I FaceTime naked with her. And the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I'll walk around naked smoking crack talking blank girls on FaceTime. When she was pressed, she said that blank never said anything like that. But the bottom line is that I create and cause a very unsafe environment for the kids. If it stopped there, I would go. But then blank friend, blank sober coach. So what we're we're beginning to talk about, if you want the truth, is Joe Biden's crackhead son, his coke-dusted son, having to be held accountable for all the shady stuff he's up to. So here, check this out. Hear from Rudy Giuliani himself. He'll explain it to you much better than I could. Uh, Let me go ahead and get this clip up for you guys. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, sending Hunter Biden's laptop with images of underage girls and explicit text messages to the Delaware police. Oh, it didn't want to play. Give me additional seconds. Now, this is really a very, very sensitive one. There's a uh, text message to his father in which he says the following. And he's discussing, um, he's discussing his uh, sister-in-law, who for quite some time was his lover. And he says, uh, she, she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate. This would be with an unnamed 14-year-old girl. When she says that I FaceTime naked, with the unnamed 14-year-old girl. And the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I walk around naked smoking crack, talking tunnels on Facebook. When she was pressed, she said that the unnamed 14-year-old girl never said anything like that, but the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for the kids. Uh, This is supported by numerous well, this is really a very, very sensitive one. Junkie. His- Junkie. His sister-in-law was his lover. Like, it, it kind of... <sighs> Joe Biden's life is very sad. The, the, the Biden family's life is extremely sad, man. You know, from all their kids dying to all the other shady stuff that's going on in there, man. Like, uh, scumbags. That's, I hate to... I, I don't know what else to say. You know, and what is that? Is that incest when you're having sex with your dead brother's wife and then also trying to have relations essentially with your niece? This is this is Hunter Biden. This is why Joe Biden will just walk up to any type of person and start sniffing them and being strange because he's seen it from his father. He's learned this type of stuff. Learn this type of stuff. And you you haven't heard. You have not heard mainstream media report on this at all because they know not to touch this. 
They know to shut their mouths because they're complicit in it. The same way they covered up Jeffrey Epstein for years. They knew about the Biden crime families and the Biden family's uh, crimes for years. Right here, check this out. Hunter Biden's flipped business partner provided 26,000 emails. His business partner squealed from prison, confirms the explosive claims against Hunter. Yeah. He knows what Hunter's doing, from Burisma to the trafficking of children to the to the coke to the to the crack. He knows him. Yeah, we're great business partners. For sure. One clip I didn't get around to putting on the actual channel I messed up on is of a Chinese whistleblower revealing the Hunter Biden sex tapes. Where it has where it has Hunter sexually abusing multiple underage Chinese teenagers. I didn't I didn't get the whistleblower on tape saying that. So explain this to me. Explain to me how we're about to elect a man who would go on national television and gloat about being able to fire one of the prosecutors in his son's case. Quid pro quo. This is crazy. But like they always say, it's one big club and we're not in it. But that's not fair. That's not fair because we're literally looking at criminals operating with impunity and we're told we have to capitulate, we have to go along. I saw, oh my God. I'll say this before I get into my next article. I saw a video. You know what? Here, I'll play this for you. It's of Joe Biden, like, walking away whenever somebody's like, hey, what's up with your son's laptop? He walks away. Now, the real clip that I'm trying to get angry about up over here and bring your attention is of Joe Biden at this ice cream store acting like he's some, he's just some sweet old man. Oh, he's just some sweet old man over here, just out there to get a shake. It's like you're an idiot. You're a gosh darn idiot. And the fact that if, if this works on anybody, you're a fool too, because you're playing yourself. You see, what's happening right now is damage control. A lot of this is damage control. That's why as Trump's doing all of his rallies, showing up to all of his events, they're telling Joe Biden, you need to sit down because of this right here. Not answering questions, storming off whenever uh, asked about the FBI seizing his laptop. Canceling events because he knows he shouldn't start talking. He's having the dude, I'm telling you, Joe Biden is having the grill pushed on him as he should. The sad part is, is his, his old feeble brain may not be able to handle this man. And that's not that ain't an excuse, just an, just an assessment. But here, let me play for you guys real quick. This clip video, because we'll move, we'll move on. I don't want to sit up over here and keep bashing Biden. Even though it's appropriate, we'll play this clip, clip for you guys of Biden claiming that there's no basis for those accusations, the accusations against Hunter, and that it's a last-ditch effort to smear me and my family. I don't think he needs any more efforts. I, I just have one more question because I'm vice president. It affects Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's Republican senator Wisconsin put out a statement on Homeland Security letterhead saying Hunter Biden, together with other Biden family members, profited off the Biden name. Is there any legitimacy to Senator Johnson's claims? None whatsoever. 
This is the same garbage Rudy Giuliani, Trump's henchman. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. Even the man who served on that committee, the former nominee for the Republican Party, said there's no basis to this. And, you know, and all and the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Ron should be ashamed of himself. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You know, I look at Joe and I'm just like, God, if you don't lose your mind, if you're not declared incompetent, like I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to end up happening to Joe. If you want the truth, I am legitimately interested to see what's going to happen to him uh whether or not he loses his mind if he's declared incompetent like i don't i i truly do not know so i'll i'll, I'll uh, begin to start wrapping this up for you guys I only have a couple more articles i want to bring to your attention or at least a couple more statements more or less donald trump saying that uh ag Barr has to act as well as uh the director of national intelligence ratcliffe slamming adam schiff saying that Hunter Biden's laptop is not some Russian disinformation campaign. It's an article written by uh, Zero Hedge. They put this up October 19th. I'll go ahead and play the quick clip for you guys. Uh, it'd be better to hear from himself. That people are under the impression that this is not real. So is Adam Schiff lying to the American people? This is an elected official. Yeah, so Maria, what we do is we tell the truth. And, and, and my role... Uh, as the director of national intelligence, is to not allow people to leverage the intelligence community for a political narrative that's not true. And in this case, um, Adam Schiff uh, saying that this is part of some disinformation campaign and that the IC has assessed that or believes that is simply not true. So I appreciate the opportunity to be able to tell the American people that that's the case. And I'll continue to do that, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, if they try to leverage the intelligence community for political gain, I won't allow it. Good. People are under the impression. Good. It appears that the Russia, Russia, Russia cries from Adam Schiff and his dutiful media peons is dead. We can only hope. As the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe confirmed to Fox Business, Fox Business's Maria Bartomaro, that, quote, Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. As Politico's Quint Forgey details that DNI Ratcliffe is asked directly whether accusations leveled against the Biden in recent days are part of a Russian disinformation effort. He says, no, let me be clear. The intelligence community does not believe that does not believe that because there is no intelligence to support that. Quote, we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other members of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. Quote, and this is this is exactly what I would say. Would I stop when I became the director of national intelligence? And that's people using the intelligence community to leverage some political narrative. So, again. We already went through this. We already went through this with Hillary Clinton's emails. It's the very same thing, literally four years later, except with the Bidens. And now you have President Trump calling on Attorney General A.G. Barr, William Barr, Attorney General, Attorney General William Barr, calling on A.G. Barr to investigate the Biden laptop scandal. Now, you've got Delaware, you've got the FBI, you've got, AG, you've got the Attorney General saying, look into this. So if nothing comes from this, if nobody gets locked up, 
But I guess we're all, I guess we're all screwed is the easiest way to say it. Because if, again, if this coke snorting, crack smoking, alcohol drinking, child molesting, degenerate scumbag can get away with this type of stuff, well, I guess we really do have a two-tier justice system. I guess general, I guess bar really is compromised. Let me get into this and I'll start closing stuff out for you guys. Uh, this segment put this up October 20th. It's from Zero Hedge. It says President Trump on Tuesday urged Attorney General William Barr to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop scandal and release his findings before Election Day. I doubt that. Quote, this is major corruption and this has to be known about before the election, said Trump in an interview on Fox and Friends. Quote. We have to get the attorney general to act. He's got to act and he's got to act fast. He's got to appoint somebody, the president added. When asked how his campaign is going, he replied, quote, it's going very well. Adding of Biden, I think he's imploding. You, you, you look at all the corruption in his family, tremendous corruption. Hunter Biden dropped three MacBook computers off at a Delaware computer repair shop in April of 2019, signed a work order for a data recovery, and then never picked them up after the owner says he's tried to contact the former vice president's son. Contained within Hunter Biden's emails is evidence that Joe Biden was involved in leveraging his office in for pay for play favors, including the Ukrainian energy giant Burisma, which thank Hunter for the opportunity to meet his father in 2015, before Joe forced Ukraine to fire their top prosecutor investigating the company. Several photographs of Hunter Biden in compromising situations were also discovered, including one with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth. There were also rumors of child pornography, a rumor seemingly supported by the fact that the FBI, that an FBI subpoena for the drives was filed by the, by the agency's top child porn investigator. Yeah, these people are involved in some strange stuff. There's no other way to say it. And then every time it leaks out, it's never good. Never, never, never good. It's never good because you, you, you have to understand, my friends. These people feel like they're allowed to rule over you. That's why they act. They, they do these things. It's like all negative. They, they do these things because they feel emboldened to do so. Another example, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Oh, gosh, I wish I could leave it at this. Angry leftists send letter threatening to burn down homes. Yeah, in Milford, New Hampshire. Milford and Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New Hampshire. People are literally sending messages saying, hey, you started this civil war. You've been identified as a Trump supporter. We're going to burn your house down. Who is telling these type of people to do this? So again, as more corruption comes out, you're going to see unimaginable levels of chaos to cover it up. And this is only one thing. I haven't, I haven't even gotten into the Antifa guy doing like the occult ritual in Boston, Massachusetts yet. I'm, I'm literally just trying to describe the operating system of what we're going up against. It's not just the Democrats. It's not just leftists. It's not just feckless Republicans. It's not just useless conservatives. It's a mindset. It's a spirit that's going on out there. A transmission that people are picking up. Let's listen. Neighbor, you've been identified by our group as being a Trump supporter. This is the letter. 
mailed to the home of Kelly, a Milford resident who wished to be identified only by her first name. Your address has been added into our database as a target for when the attack should Trump not concede the election. The anonymous author goes on to say they hope Kelly's home insurance has fire coverage. I was very taken back. Milford police say this same letter was mailed to homes that have signs supporting President Trump. The department is now investigating and has contacted the Attorney General's office. This is my home. You know, you're not supposed to threaten my home. So yeah, I am. I'm very put off. I'm very worried in the sense that, you know, this is going on in my town. But it's not just Milford. People in Brookline also received a letter. I was kind of quite shocked that, that but he would send a, a letter out with that type of threat. Police Chief Bill Quigley alerted the U.S. Postal Inspection Service and says whoever is behind the letters could face serious charges. Not only with us, with uh, criminal threatening and it's on our phone, we love them because of the, the threat of uh, burning homes down and, and uh, causing injury, but it can also be with the postal inspectors, something on the federal level. And Kelly says she really wanted to share this story to encourage other people who may have received this letter to come forward and contact their local authorities. Reporting in Milford, I'm Tim Callery, WMUR News 9. Dear neighbor. Thanks, Tim. You literally have people not only burning down businesses, burning down churches, but now they're saying we're coming for your home next. Where, what is this? That's what I mean by the social contract being broken. My God, who's telling people to do this type of stuff? You have been identified by our group. You have been identified by our group. So we're not talking about COVID-19 contact tracers, the CERT team, the Community Emergency Response Team. Nope. We're talking about lone ranger political operatives, activists, terrorists, however you want to look at it, whatever you want to label them as. We're talking about lone wolf individuals going out there saying, let's identify them. Let's get them. And who knows? It could be a threat uh, because we've, we've unfortunately covered this on the show before. You know, uh, it was only a couple months ago that a warning went out to people that had like American flags in their front yard because people were running around burning them. And so we just keep getting this narrative of somebody going out there burning stuff. We're still not getting answers for the fires that went on in Oregon and California where there were known arsonists that got rearrested. Who's telling people to do this stuff? It doesn't make sense because there's a spirit working. There is a spirit out there saying, hey, do these strange things. Remember that? We talked about that last year, the suicide spirit. Well, now it's criminology, if you want the truth. It, it, it's bordering criminology because these people, they want to be stopped. They want to be, they, they, they like who they're becoming. They like what they're doing. And they don't think there's anything we can do to stop them. So, heck yeah, they're going to intensify and escalate. That's all they're going to do because they haven't been shown the repercussions of their actions. What violating the social contract will get you? And now, check this out, gang. Now, you've got rituals in broad daylight.
Praise to the chaos God. Antifa conducts a satanic ritual, a satanic occult ritual in Boston streets. It eats a bloody heart, symbolic of Trump. An article written by Patrick over there at Newspoint. They put this up October 20th. And before I get into this, I just want to say that I saw this video from other informational networks that I'm a part of. And this did not happen just here. This was one of the only articles that was able to get out. And so when I'm starting this episode saying there's thousands of witches plotting to buy new Trump on the debate night and on the election day, when I'm, when I'm trying to get you guys to think about, my God, who's organizing these useful idiots? This is what you need to have in your head. And I really tried to break it down to you on the Instagram live that you've got a grown man in the middle of the day eating a, a either a real heart, cow heart, heart he got from that spirit Halloween store, party silly, uh, party city, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, Walmart, Dope Kroger, I don't know. But the same way we say with Bohemian Grove, they were doing a mock sacrifice with that effigy of a baby. When 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 did this become a public thing? Does he do this in this private time? If he feels emboldened to do this now, what do these people do in the dark? But see, again, that's it, the externalization of the hierarchy. And you can say, oh, this was a this was a show, this was a this was a stunt, this was a this was a thing. Yeah, you can say that, but at the same time, it's only gonna encourage other people to do this type of stuff. Let me read this and I'll close out this segment for you guys. It says Antifa radicals conducted a satanic occult ritual on the streets of Boston, Massachusetts this weekend as they burned American flags, chanted praise to the quote chaos God and ate a bloody heart symbolic of the president of the United States. The Antifa occult gathering was organized to supposedly counter a protest against left wing violence also held in Boston on the weekend. Video of the disturbing scene posted to Twitter shows a group of sign of sign and bullhorn moving Antifa radicals gathered in a city street in Boston, letting out a demonic yell and streak as members of the group begin to suck out the blood of a heart that's meant to symbolize President Trump. As an American flags beneath the feet of the heart-eating Antifa member, he falls to his knees and rips the heart in half, revealing a blood, revealing as blood explodes on his face amidst shouts of, I'm on fire! Before another member appeals through a bullhorn to the chaos goddess, hear our cries. National File reports that after rolling around on the ground in ecstasy, the heart eater is joined by fellow Antifa radicals in chants of the, quote, praise of the chaos god, F. Trump, while running laps on a smoldering American flag. As left-wing political violence has skyrocketed over President Trump's first term in office, Black Lives Matter and Antifa-aligned radicals have turned increasingly friendly towards the occult and increasingly hostile towards Christianity. Yeah. We, we, we shouldn't be too thrown off by this because we've played it on the show where they've said, F your Jesus. F your Jesus. Sean King, another one of the radicals, would be, I guess. You know, dude's over there saying, yeah, tear down Jesus statues. And I've reported on it over here how ISIS has done the same thing. And so when your whole thing is destruction, degeneracy, toppling the patriarchy, you're, you're, you're going to do things like this. We should unfortunately not be surprised by this type of behavior. 
This should again exemplify the type of people you're dealing with, violating the social contract, directly coming after your religion, hating you for doing God knows what. It is a spirit out there. You have to understand that. And so when you're, again, do you think we could have a lot of the conversations we have with individuals that, that, that act and think like this? Who is telling these people on a beautiful Saturday day to go out there and cause this type of chaos? This is people, again, looking, looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem. These people are not well. The, the, the pandemic definitely accelerated a lot of these things, but you get what I mean, continuing on. It says, over the recent months, the group's left-wing extremists have attacked a number of churches and Christian idols, including the, including the famed St. John's Church in Washington, D.C., as previously reported by National File. In Troy, New York, Black Lives Matter and Antifa radicals stormed a service at the Grace Baptist Church this summer, going as far to physically attack parishioners and their children. Back in 2018, a group of anti-fascist witches organized in Brooklyn, New York, to put a hex on the then-Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, though it was very ineffective, as Kavanaugh was later confirmed, to the nation's court. And while these people may be clowns, they're organizing over a dangerous ideology one that's designed to rob you of your individuality. Very, very crazy. But speaking of individuality, my friends, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about your health. We're going to be talking about selling the cure, the COVID-19 nonsense. How they're going to try to push this, this, this on you, even though more information is coming out of the, 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 the ineffective nature of the vaccine and how people are actually waking up to the tyranny and more. Your individuality needs to be protected as we move forward into this very, very crazy and chaotic future. And so before I take this break, I kind of want to say this real quick, because we, we, we fly through segments and we fly through con content so fast that it makes it very hard to kind of encapsulate things. When I'm telling you that I am trying to explain half of the half of the dark side testimonies that that that, that just show up. This is me trying to slow you down enough to help you process, the, again, the psycho-spiritual configuration of the adversaries we're dealing with and how it's not based in religion, it's not based in divinity, it's not based in human, uh, uh, human expression, right? It's, if anything, a perversion and a manipulated version of that. And whenever I'm getting up here trying to talk about these type of things, I'm really just trying to explain where I come from and how I don't want the prescribed ideology uh, given to me. I don't want that. I want to rediscover truth. I want to understand God. I want, I want to be a good person. I, I'm not saying I don't experience hardships. My God, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that I can't tell you about because it sounds crazy. But I say all that because I'm, I'm trying to bring you guys the rewards of all of my hardships. I'll tell you about my failures. I'll tell you about my successes. And I'll tell you about how, it's hit, how it hit points where if, if I didn't have God, I don't think I'd be here. So when I say that there are witches that could have hexed me, people that could, 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 could put a spell on me, people that could come in and come shoot me, these are all very real. We've talked about it time and time again, from the cartel to the Satanists to the occultists to witches to militants to activists. It, it, it's out there. And so I'm not saying any of this stuff to type, to, I'm not saying any of this stuff to grandstand. I'm saying this to bring it to your attention, to, to where you have to be aware of what's out there. And the minute that I began plunging into this and seeing, again, some of this dark side stuff, I had to raise, like I had to call the, I, 
I had to throw something up because it terrified me seeing this organization. Now you've got things like after-school Satan programs. You, you, you've got the Satanic Temple saying that abortions are good for their religion. They need those babies. You've got uh, 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 Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, coming out saying, yeah, we practice witchcraft. So, so when I'm trying to provide you guys with all of this information, it's me trying to explain, hey, this is the psycho-spiritual configuration that, I'm, that I am against. I don't advocate for this type of behavior. I'm staunchly against it because it leads towards a dark place. And unfortunately, we have chronicled that to where now you have a grown man dancing in a circle, eating a mock heart or a real heart in broad daylight. Thousands of witches plotting to come after Trump as Biden's uh, child pornography, child pornography filled laptop gets revealed. These are the dark side testimonies. This is what we're up against. And we're also up against the time. We're going to take a quick break. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, think about these things and more. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about selling the cure, uh, COVID-19 vaccines, and other pharmaceutical manufacturers. We'll be getting into this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Marching in lockstep with them. Biden and the far left are promising to crush middle class families with trillions in new taxes. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Don't mess around with the CDC. 
the final solution, uh, which is a year to two years off, is the vaccine. I wear my face mask in my house so I can, so I can stop a symptomatic disease spread to myself. Final segment. Yeah, normally I save, uh, normally I do like the COVID-19 nonsense for like the second segment, but I figured that, um, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, more occult activity <laughs> being intermixed and interwoven between political activity, I feel like that really did deserve your attention. I felt like that is much more important than playing politics with this uh, with this virus that's so deadly. I have to have a test to see if I have it. I thought that making people aware of the unknown forces that are in the works right now is much more important than this virus. For you see, ladies and gentlemen, we have been infected with authoritarianism. I think you guys understand that now. And again, the psycho-spiritual configuration of the people who have power need to be called out. It needs to be exposed. A light needs to be shined 
on these people's unconstitutional actions. Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer is going to be like my, uh, th- th- this show's scapegoat. It's Gretchen Whitmer's fault. Because there's a trending hashtag on uh, Twitter right now, blame black men. Well, I'm going to blame Gretchen Whitmer <laughs> for everything for the, in, in, in this show. <laughs> Again, the psycho-spiritual configuration of the things that we're dealing with, guys. It's, it's, um, it's crazy out there. It's crazy out there, and it's only going to intensify. You know, in this segment, we're going to be talking about selling the cure. And the reason I, I write it as such is because you can step outside right now. I was trying to figure out how to weave this into the content this week, so I think I'll just come out and say it. You know, one of the reasons that homeless people are like re- very rarely sick and don't die is because they get absurd amounts of sunlight. They're out there in the sun all the day. That's why their skin's all leathery and tanned. That's why they don't get diseases and viruses and bacteria. Like I said, did anybody tell the honest about COVID-19? I guess we just don't care about them or what? Because there's no way, like, again, if the president of the United States can catch COVID with all the precautions they're trying to take, if they took any, what chances do we have? And so what really needs to happen at this point is talking about the boosting of people's immune system, making us healthy. But the fact that we are relying on vaccines and pharmaceuticals as if they are panaceas and they're supposed to save and heal us, that's the problem. Because, you see, they have to sell you the cure. I said that earlier this week. Yeah, the vaccine will be free for sure because the treatments won't be. Yeah, for sure. Everybody gets a vaccine. Like Oprah says, you get a vaccine, you get a vaccine, you get a vaccine, they get a vaccine. Well, who can afford the treatments afterwards? Who can afford those treatments afterwards? Let's go ahead and start getting into the content for this segment. Uh, just last week, I don't think I'll play this entire, uh, this entire clip. It's 14 minutes. You guys can find it on our Instagram Live or, or, or on our Instagram TV. Uh, Bill Gates said that the world won't return to normal. Again, fear-mongering. He says that it won't return to normal only after the second generation of COVID vaccines are rolled out. So, again, I won't play this for you in its entirety. I just kind of want to get it on record uh, and talk about some of the things he's saying. Here he is with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press talking about COVID and more. Despite what President Trump claimed on Friday, there is no cure, nor is there a vaccine for the coronavirus, at least not yet. But when a vaccine becomes available, Bill Gates will be ready. The Gates Foundation has committed some $350 million to support the global response to COVID-19. Much of that money is being spent to purchase and distribute a vaccine to low- and middle-income countries around the world. And Bill Gates joins me now from Seattle. Mr. Gates, welcome to the press, sir. Thank you. Uh, I want to start with um, those comments from the president about the treatment he received because these monoclonal antibodies, he has called this cocktail that he got, this experimental cocktail he got, he has called it a cure. Now, this is something you've been talking about, too, as well, and I think the foundation has supported research on this. Um, could this become um, the leading therapeutic for the coronavirus? 
vote. Yeah, the word cure is inappropriate because it won't work for everyone. But yes, of all the therapeutics, uh, this is the most promising. And so we've been working with the companies doing antibodies. We reserved factory capacity all the way back in the spring. And now uh, we're partnered with Eli Lilly, who with Regeneron mm -hmm. uh, has been the fastest to get these antibodies ready. Uh, they could reduce the death rate quite a bit. Um, so far, we only have dexamethasone, which uh, we've done at a UK trial that helped with that. And so uh, adding this uh, to the tools would be a, a, a great thing. What's realistic about getting access to this for hundreds of thousands of people that may need it? Right now, the president is the president. So he's got, some, he's got, he's got access to this experimental treatment. How quickly could this be distributed around the country? Well, very, very few people have had it because uh, it's not approved uh, and the manufacturing is just ramping up. Now, the pharmaceutical companies are working with each other, sharing capacity, very focused on this. It's a very impressive story, just like on the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit, you don't want politicians saying something should be approved because it's, it's wrong to think of political pressures needing to be or appropriate in these cases. I hope the FDA uh, you know, can, can take the data, which is looking quite good, and get these out uh, you know, in the, the next few months uh, because we have so little to save uh, lives and you know, we're going back up to right. record levels of deaths here in the fall. I, in fact, I'm curious, I mean, do you think that in some ways finding uh, therapeutics might end up being as important, if not more so, than, than this vaccine? Because we're not even sure how, how good the vaccines are going to be and how long it will take. Well, for the next six months, if the monoclonal antibodies uh, get approved, uh, they will save more lives than the vaccine will, particularly if we can give it in low doses. The president got eight grams, mm -hmm. and we're trialing things that are down at more like 0.7 grams and 0.3 grams. And of right. course, that changes the cost and capacity a lot, uh, but that's also unproven uh, at this point, but it's, it's important that we explore. In the long run, or even as you get into uh, next year, the vaccine will be more important. It, it can block transmission, right. but you have to give the vaccine to a high percentage of the population, whereas with the monoclonal antibodies, it's only once somebody tests positive, shows symptoms, and uh, they're old enough, they're at risk. That's the target uh, for this therapeutic. What is the what is a realistic timeline here? I, I, obviously, there's still some research and still some trials that need to be done. What would be realistic before it becomes sort of semi-common practice in treating um, uh, these specific cases that you just described? Well, I think it's likely that in the next month or two, uh, some of these antibodies, including the two leading ones, Regeneron and Eli Lilly, mm -hmm. there's a few others that are also promising uh, a few months behind. They will get the, are likely to get this emergency use license. Let's move to the vaccine. Um, we know there's a lot of vaccine candidates out there. Um, what is from what you from where your perch? Where are we on on this progress? And when do you at the right there? I'll back it up a little bit. 
because uh, you can, um, for audio listeners, you guys can't see it. But the minute the Chuck Todd asks, okay, let's move on to the vaccine, Bill Gates gets this like even darker grin. Like so much so that I have to stop it to point it out for people who cannot see him. Like it, it is, it is, it's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, no, we're only going to play a little bit more of this and I'll stop this for you guys and then we'll continue on. But here is Bill Gates foaming at the mouth, ready to talk to you about the vaccine. Um, we know there's a lot of vaccine candidates out there. Um, what is, from what you, from where you're perch, where are we on, on this progress and when do you expect to see the first one that can be used for, say, uh, elderly and, and those uh, first responders? Yeah, it's very impressive how the pharmaceutical industry uh, has diverted resources, gotten involved. Uh, the U.S. government, uh, this is one category we've actually done a decent job, uh, has funded the, the research here. And so I think it's likely by early next year that several of these vaccines will get that emergency use authorization. Uh, you know, Pfizer may be uh, the first even late in the year, right. uh, but they all are showing pretty good data. Uh, the, the phase three data is the the key thing, particularly for the, the safety, uh, making sure we're not seeing uh, side effects. So the tool is ramping up and uh, over the course of the first half of the year, those volumes will get to the point where we really will be asking uh, Americans to you know step forward the effectiveness could range, you know, could be as low as uh, 50% or as high as 80 or 90%. And different of the vaccines, uh, some will fail completely and others will hit, hit a very high bar. But we don't know yet. So I'm going to put that link in the description bar below so you guys can go check it out. Is again what I talked about earlier this week with you guys, that uh, Bill Gates is someone asking you guys to sacrifice your lives. He's like, listen. It might be 50%, it might be 80%, we don't know, man, but hey, we're going to ask Americans to step up to the plate. Hey, get your shot, kill yourself. We need to see whether or not this is effective. Don't worry, I will get into Johnson & Johnson, Oxycontin, producer, Purdue Pharma, AstraZeneca because somebody died during these vaccine trials. I'll get into that, don't you worry. But there you have it. If you guys go on to go watch the full interview, he says that we cannot get back to normal without having the vaccine. We're already seeing uh, this week alone the first immunity passport being deployed. Um, and so when they tell you that it's a vaccine, it's actually not. It's like nanotech. We've gone over that hydrogel. Um, there's there are so many different things going on with this vaccine and with COVID-19 that it is it, it's crazy to see them really try to pull this off because they're trying to act like we're stupid and like we're not reading some of these some of the trials. Like we're not trying to follow up on this stuff. They're, they're, they're basically trying to hold us hostage. This is the nanny state. This is the big brother government where they think they know what's best for you. And so they're going to keep you in a place of subservience until you capitulate. It's dangerous. And so you see them already getting the society together with contact tracing. You know, you go down to a restaurant or you go down to a bar. Everything's online now. They don't have menus. you got to scan the QRE code so they can see whether or not you've been there, see how long you've been exposed to COVID. This is it. They're selling you the cure. 
The same way they're going to sell you free energy. I didn't uh, have time to whip it into this. But Bill Gates said shutting down the economy won't stop climate change, that it's nowhere near sufficient. We'll cover that in the future. But you already have him moving on to the next thing, saying, okay, cool. I've got people entranced with the COVID-19 vaccine. I'll be able to take over their body. Let me begin to, 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 to manipulate their movement, their freedoms, their rights, and more. They're going to sell you the cure the same way they're going to sell you free energy. You can generate your own energy, hydroelectric, solar, or even thermal, my friends. But because we don't, we don't think like that, at least not in like an industrial scale or at least on like a private scale, we're not thinking about this. And so this, to jump back to vaccines and COVID-19, selling the cure, that's why I, and we've covered it. People don't trust this vaccine. People don't trust how this whole response has gone down. Again, why Bill Gates is now our global health dictator. But how there's been so much mismanagement with how this has been handled. Gretchen. So much so that you now have New York Governor Andrew Cuomo saying that Americans can't trust the Trump administration with the administration of the coronavirus vaccine. Here, let's take a listen, and then we'll continue on. I do want to ask you about that, especially as it pertains to the vaccine. We saw Dr. Fauci last night say that he trusts the experts at the FDA. At the FDA. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? First, uh, how confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident, but my opinion doesn't matter. I don't believe the American people are that confident. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine, it was new, it was done quickly, but trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe, uh, and uh, we're not 100% sure of the consequences. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking a vaccine, and they should be. So what's it going to take to convince you that it's safe, that it's effective, that it should be distributed? Well, what I said I'm going to do in New York is we're going to put together our own group of doctors and medical experts to review the vaccine and the efficacy and the protocol. And if they say it's safe, then I'll go to the people of New York and I will say it's safe uh, with that credibility. I believe all across the country, you're going to need someone other than this FDA and this CDC saying safe. Which is where I want to ask you about that, especially as Which is where Bill Gates comes in. There was an article this week too saying the USPS or UPS uh, was getting involved in the administration of the vaccine. You already got the military getting involved in it. You got the whole Operation Warp Speed where they have more military scientists instead of civilian scientists. And again, we're not asking the question of was this a bioweapon? Are all of these precautions necessary? Is what is going on? What are you guys hiding from? That's why this is so terrifying. Is the debate is not even about my body, my choice. It's about the administration and the development of a vaccine that's going to be faulty where they're already asking for regulatory flexibility. And Johnson & Johnson, who I've been, you know, having my finger on the pulse on since this whole started, they are now going to court. Oh, don't you worry. I'll save that. For, I'll, I'll get into that. But here, let me bring this up. As government is putting kids in bubbles, a study has suggested that playing in dirt boosts the immune system. Another fantastic article by the good folks over there at the Free Thought Project. But you already know what I'm going to say. 
You know what this article is going to go over. It's going to be talking about vitamin D and about how sterilizing the environment increases people's ability to, 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 to contract colds and viruses. Again, you cannot escape some of this stuff. And I don't mean to sound like, you know, morbid or, you know, mean or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You build up a tolerance. But what's going to happen with this vaccine, that's why it's so crazy. This is government's response trying to provide you like with the with a with an immune system with a with with the response they're not actually talking about health they're not talking about fitness they're not talking about your diet they're talking about drugs they're talking about the manufacturing of things if people think that by giving their by 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 abdicating their sovereignty their health freedom to a government like this they deserve everything they're going to get sad truth let me read a little bit of this and continue on. It says, as more states and countries attempt to send children back to school amid the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen some utterly horrifying scenes. Masked up and shielded children of all ages being forced to stay behind plastic sheets, dividers, and some are even kept inside polyphenol cages with little to no evidence showing its effectiveness. Depriving kids of crucial exposure to, to diverse bacteria may be far worse than the psychological implications as a new study shows children's immune systems appear to thrive while playing in the wild. According to a new study in the October 16th issue of the Science Advances, children who played in formerly gravel-covered urban daycare center yards renovated with natural forest floor developed more diverse microbiomes and signs of better regulated immune systems within just one month. Throw your kid out there in the dirt. Let them play there and let them make mud pies. Make them mud pies, but don't let them eat too much mud. Get them diatomaceous earth. Continuing on, it says the results were utterly astounding and showed just how beneficial the act of being a kid and playing in the dirt can be. The study examined 75 Finnish children between the ages of 3 and 5 who were all examined prior to the changes. After only 28 days of playing on the forest floor instead of the sterilized gravel and concrete playgrounds, the children had significantly more diverse skin and gut bacteria and a stronger presence of anti-inflammatory anti proteins in their bodies than children in daycare centers without the intervention. In short, instead of putting kids in bubbles, we should probably let them play in the dirt. Probably. Get that dirt on you, little Johnny. Get, your, get that dirt in you. Oh, you swallowed a rock, huh? Oh, that's going to hurt coming out the other end, bud. <laughs> and I have to laugh because this is, this is where, we're, where we're at. When I say COVID-1984, the 1984 aspect of this is the inversion of logic, where people no longer think for themselves. Common sense, what is that? People don't think. They do as they're told, and that's it. You put your mask on. You put your gloves on, you sterilize your environment, and that's it. But again, is this a genetically modified bioweapon that's designed to bypass all this type of stuff? Are we going to have traces of COVID in our system until we're dead? There's a lot of different things and factors here that we're not discussing that really would help move the conversation along. But the fact that they're saying, hey, the virus is let loose, it's Trump's fault, here's a vaccine. The, the, again, the organization of all that is extraordinarily shady. 
But again, the fact that people aren't pointing this type of stuff out and they're going along with it, my God, it's 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 a uh, it is atrocious to see. It is atrocious to talk about. So back to Johnson and Johnson again. The vaccine. You got people saying that vaccines, pharmaceuticals, and antibiotics are the way to go about it. Well, check this out. Johnson and Johnson is supposed to pay more than one hundred million dollars to end a to end over one thousand talcum powder lawsuits. Yeah, baby powder. Not only was some of it giving people breasts, but it gave people cancer. Real talk. And so when they're asking for regulatory flexibility, realize that at Event 201, literally last year, where they were conducting this whole uh, simulation for COVID-19, Johnson & Johnson was fighting, this, fighting these lawsuits saying, hey, look, our talcum powder is already hurting people, but we can help you make a vaccine. If we do this, we're going to have to have regulatory flexibility. Let me get back into this. Uh, they put this up October 13th. It's from Signs of the Time. It says Johnson & Johnson has agreed to pay more than $100 million to resolve over 1,000 lawsuits, blaming its, its baby powder for causing cancer. In the first set of major settlements in four years of litigation, people with knowledge of the PACs said. The accords, struck with several law forms, signaled that the world's largest maker of health care products is trying to get ahead of the burgeoning litigation. With some 20,000 lawsuits still pending, according to the security filings. They mark the first time Johnson & Johnson has settled the bulk of a plaintiff's lawyer's cases in the baby powder suits, rather than individual suits on the eve of or during the trial. The deal comes seven months since J&J last faced a jury reviewing evidence around the cancer risk of its signature talcum, product, talcum powder product, which it maintains is safe, although it has been replaced with a cornstarch virgin in the U.S. and Canada. The company used the lull, the lull due to the pandemic to hold settlement talks, according to the people who asked not to be identified because the matter is private. Now that that hiatus is about to end, a trial over a factory worker's claims of mesothelioma tied to talc is scheduled to start this month in California. Quote, in certain circumstances, we do choose to settle lawsuits, which is done without an admission of liability and in no way changes our position regarding the safety of our products. Kim Montagino, a J&J spokeswoman, said in an emailed statement, she said that, quote, scientific evidence supports that position. Quote, our, our talc is safe. It does not contain asbestos and does not cause cancer, Montagino said. The settlement includes cases brought by Simmons Hanley Conroy, Simon, or Simon Greenstone Pantier, PC, and the Lanier Law Forum, according to the people. Mark Lanier, a famed mass tort torts practitioner, won a 4.7 billion dollar verdict against Johnson Johnson in 2018, cut to 2.1 billion on appeal. Lanier argued that J&J &J officials' new internal tests showed that asbestos, which researchers have linked to mesothelioma, tainted the powder yet failed to disclose yet, yet failed to disclose it for more than 40 years. 40 years! 40 years! Johnson Johnson has been behind this. 20,000 lawsuits, and this is just people finding lawyers, being able to connect the dots, saying that, hey, I think I got poisoned. The same way whenever uh, Dwayne Johnson, that former groundskeeper in California, how he beat Monsanto because they were able to connect glyphosate to him developing cancer, that it, it, this is it. So whenever I'm freaking out about a vaccine being developed by these type of people, the big pharma elites, that's dangerous. Oh, but don't you worry. I'm not done yet because we're going to be talking about Oxycontin. You, you, you know what? 
before we talk about Oxycontin and Purdue Pharma, let me talk more about Johnson & Johnson. I'm sorry, I got, I got ahead of myself. I got all excited because Johnson & Johnson is making vaccines. What am I talking about? And they paused it, their trial of making vaccines, over an unexplained illness. So we've already talked about the vaccine causing spinal inflammation, day-long headaches, death, <laughs> and other strange ailments. And so I'm freaking out seeing the live trials. They're, they're sacrificing people for the development of this useless vaccine. Let's get into this. We put this up October 13th. It's from the Judge Report feed. It says that the study of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine has been paused due to an unexplained illness in a study participant. A document sent out to the researchers running the 60,000 patient clinical trial states that, quote, a pausing rule has been met that the online system used to enroll patients in the study has been closed and that the data and the safety monitoring board, an independent committee that watches over the safety of patients in the clinical trials, will be convened. The document was attained by STAT. Contacted or contacted by STAT, J&J &J confirmed the study pause, saying that it was due to a, quote, unexplained illness in a study participant. The company declined to, to provide further details. Quote, we must respect the participant's privacy. We're also learning more about this participant's illness and it's important to have all the facts before we share additional information, the company said. J&J emphasized that the so-called adverse events, illnesses, accidents, and other bad medical outcomes are an expected part of the clinical trial and also emphasized the difference between a study pause and a clinical hold, which is a former, formal regulatory action that can last much longer. The vaccine study is currently not under a clinical hold. J&J said that at said that while it normally communicates clinical holds to the public, it does not usually inform the public about study pauses. The Date and the Safety Monitoring Board, or the DSMB, convened late Monday to review the case. J&J said that the case is like this, quote, It is not always immediately apparent whether the participant who experienced an adverse event received a treatment or a placebo. Though clinical trials pauses are not uncommon and in some cases last for only for a couple days, they are generating out, outsized attention in the race to test vaccines against SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Given the size of Johnson & Johnson's trials, it's not surprising that the study pause could occur, and, uh, and another could occur if this one resolves, a source familiar with the study said. Yeah, they're expecting... More hiccups, I'll tell you that. They're expecting death. They're expecting all of these hiccups and these problems because, well, they just got to get it in you. They just, got, they, they, they just have to give you that gift. And so while we're talking about Johnson, Johnson & Johnson having unexplained illnesses, knowing that they won't be able to fully cure this virus, asking for regulatory flexibility at Event 201 just last year, you also have this a volunteer in the COVID-19 vaccine trial dying in Brazil. Yeah, a uh, volunteer in AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine trial died in Brazil, the country's health administrator, the health authority current confirmed Wednesday. This is an article by Jack Phillips over there at the Epoch Times. They put this up October 21st. And this is what I was trying to allude to just the other day whenever I was doing the Instagram Live with you guys, where they're just feeding us into this wood chipper. Like Bill Gates said, for some people it might be 30%, it might be 50%, shucks, it might even be 80%. But we'll only know after the second round of shots.
Again, a binary weapon. They got to first, like, make you sick. And then again, come through and come sell you the cure. The insanity. Let me get back. Let me get into this. It says, Anvisa, the authority, said it wouldn't stop the CCP virus, the Chinese Communist Party virus vaccine trials for now, and is investigating the death. So just like Johnson & Johnson, oh, you have an illness? Well, I'm sorry. We can't stop that. Here's a couple bucks. Hush, hush. We got to continue. Because it's all for the greater good of science and humanity, right? The volunteer died on October 15th, but Ann Visa was informed of the death on Monday, the health authority said in a news release. In a statement, Ann Visa said that, quote, based on the ethical confidentiality commitments provided for, the, for in the protocol, the regulatory agencies involved received partial data related to the investigation carried out by this committee, and they suggested to continue the study. An investigation is currently ongoing. No information was provided about the volunteer. It says that the health authority noted that the, quote, data on clinical research volunteers must be kept confidential in accordance with the principalities or the principles of confidentiality, human dignity, and protection of participants, according to a news release. The Federal University of Sao Paulo, which is helping coordinate trials in Brazil, told Reuters that the volunteer was a Brazilian national. It's not clear whether the volunteer received the placebo shot or the vaccine. AstraZeneca told news outlets on Wednesday that the vaccine trial would continue. So just like, just like Johnson & Johnson, like, oh, we don't know if he got the real shot or if he got the placebo, but they're dead. And we're going to continue the trial. Sorry. Continuing on, it says, quote, We cannot comment on individual cases in an ongoing trial of the Oxford vaccine, as we adhere strictly to medical confidentiality and clinical trial regulations, but we can confirm that all required review processes have been followed. The statement said, quote, all significant medical events are carefully assessed by trial investigators, an independent safety monitoring committee, and the regulatory authorities. These assessments have not led to any concerns about the continuation of the ongoing study. <laughs> yeah, so we don't know whether or not that guy died from the placebo or the actual shot, but we're going we're gonna to keep doing the study. Sorry. Send his family a gift card. This is it. Because this is science. And that's what I mean by them sacrificing us so they can understand not the disease, but the cure. They're going to try to sell you the cure. Do you like what you're seeing so far? You like what you're seeing? Gosh golly, I hope not. Because check this out. Oxycontin producer Purdue Pharma pleads guilty to criminal charges for the role in the opioid crisis, the opioid epidemic. An article written by John Vibes over there at the, Mind, over at the Minds Unleashed, put up October 21st. And this is exactly what I'm saying, where well, they're going to sell you the cure. They'll give you the free shot up front, but hey, those treatments, that's going to cost you. And we've talked about this, the Sackler family, how they knowingly, how they knew that some of their drugs had addictive qualities to them. And so what they did is they created like Suboxone to basically kick people off of the drugs that they got them hooked on in the first place. Selling the cure. This is the archetypal Hegelian dialectic style stuff. 
Let me read this and continue on. It says, Oxycontin producer Purdue Pharma will plead guilty to three federal criminal charges for the role it played in the ongoing opioid epidemic. On Wednesday, the Justice Department officials said that the company will be pleading guilty as part of a settlement worth over $8 billion. In the settlement, Purdue will pay $225 million directly to the government and will give up an additional $2 billion to the government through criminal asset forfeiture. The company also faces $3.54 billion in a, criminal, in a criminal fine, but this money may not be collected due to bankruptcy. Purdue also owes $2.8 million, or $2.8 billion in, in damages to cover lawsuits that the victims have brought against the company. The company will be pleading guilty to three federal charges, including conspiracy to defraud the United States and violating anti-kickback laws. The company admitted to pushing doctors to prescribe more opioids than they would have otherwise. As part of the plea deal, the company will admit it violated federal law, quote, knowingly and intentionally conspired and agreed with others to aid and abet the dispensing of medication from doctors, quote, without a legitimate medical purpose and outside the usual course of professional practice, according to a copy of the plea agreement obtained by the Associated Press. These charges are separate from the investigation against the Sacklers, the wealthy family that owns the company. They are still the target of an ongoing criminal investigation. As part of that agreement, Purdue will admit that it obstructed the Drug Enforcement Administration by reporting false and misleading information about the drug and its addictive properties. The settlement promises to change the nature of Purdue Pharma for good by turning it into a public benefit company, which means that it will be governed by a trust that prioritizes public health instead of profit. Furthermore, the Sackler family would not have any involvement in the new company. It says, in a recent letter, 38 Democratic members of Congress and advocates wrote to Attorney General William Barr asking him to hold the company fully accountable for their actions without cutting them any deals. Quote, millions of, millions of American families impacted by the opioid epidemic are looking to you and your Department of just, for Justice. Justice for the sleepless nights spent worrying about sons and daughters trapped in the grip of substance use disorder. Justice for the jobs lost and the lives ruined and the justice for the lives of the lot lives of loved ones lost to overdoses if the only practical consequences of your department's investigation is that a handful of billionaires are made slightly less rich we fear that the american people will lose faith in the ability of the department to provide accountability and equal justice under the law the letter said purdue is the first opioid maker to plead guilty to serious criminal charges because they were the largest and the most profitable but there are many other companies in the industry who took part in the same actions, and many of those companies are currently under investigation for their involvement in the opioid epidemic. So as people are kicking drugs, getting, getting off of that, you got these scumbags trying to put us back underneath. You know, I think like long-time listeners have have have, uh, have seen me evolve from this like steak and potatoes eating kind of dude that's out there, you know, partying and having a great old time, to starting the show off, you know, reading scripture, taking vitamins, drinking water, getting supplements, getting healthy, cleaning your body, detoxing, and all this type of stuff. And so when I read about, you know, the opioid epidemic or the war on drugs and stuff like that and how people are addicted. You know, I'm telling you, I see it. 
I, I truly do see it and, it, and it, and it's terrifying, man. People going in and out of rehab, uh, people unable to get clean because they want to stay well. We're not, we're not right, man. You know, and when we talk about the, the mental health epidemic that's going to come post COVID, this is, this is stuff that, that pays into it too, man. Like this is, they're, they're trying to kill us. That's why all I can really recommend for you guys is to have control over yourself, man. Don't get too reckless because this world will chew you up and spit you out. And ask, did you want another? And that's not what we need, man. We need to get clean. We need to, we, we need to have our mind straight. We need to have our body straight. We need to be on point. Because with the way the world is right now, we talk about it all the time, the dissociation, you know, the suicide, the anxiety, the stress. All these things are nothing but dangerous concoctions that just limit your cognitive abilities. You know, and I said this too. I'll say this and I'll start getting into the next article to close stuff out for you guys. You know, I, it's like the minute that I started getting like clean myself and really started, you know, purifying my body, drinking purified water, taking the vitamins, getting sunlight, do, doing all these things. It's like the, it's like the transmission from God or whatever is powering me, it's like it got so much more powerful. I could, it's like seeing life in 18K, you know, in like 480,000 P, where, 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 where the resolution of life is just like so intense that my mind's always tripping. You know, this, this is why whenever we talk about mushrooms and things like that, I'm like, oh my God, if people would try sobriety, you would be tripping all the time. You know, but that's the thing is they don't want people to be clean. They don't want people to be focused. They don't want people to take their health into their own hands. They want you to be sick so they can sell you the cure. There's no profit in a cure. You can't have an industry on a cure, but you can make money off of a sickness for sure, Bill Gates. So let's get into this right here. It says that uh, YouTube confirms that it will immediately ban all videos that question the, quote, official vaccine narrative promoted by the corrupt World Health Organization and vaccine companies. An article written over there at Patriot Rising. We put this up October 20th. And what do you think we're going to see? The fact that almost every single one of my posts is tagged from the CDC. The fact that you've got doctors being SWAT team or uh, doctors being censored and hospitals being SWAT teamed. You've got Bill Gates going on NBC saying, oh, what? What? We're not trying to vaccinate the whole population. What? But we should make the vaccine free for, you know, the poor and first responders and the elderly. I'm not trying to vaccinate the whole population. What? But we do need to get a significant amount of the population vaccinated so that we can have herd immunity. What? Let's get into this. It says YouTube just confirmed that they will work with the World Health Organization to remove any videos that question the official vaccine narrative promoted by vaccine companies. The Stalinist World Health Organization has become nothing more than a big pharma front group advancing the interests of vaccine makers. The WHO has made big tech its echo chamber, selling big pharma's immunosuppressants, which includes a long list of vaccines that damage cellular immunity. There is no longer a shred of transparency surrounding vaccine science because the World Health Organization is strategically eliminating any dissent about vaccination online. Before I continue on, I talked about this earlier this week with you guys. A couple years ago, we talked about that. All these holistic uh, practitioners and these, these 
nature paths that were getting killed left and right. And, and we were like, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? And then what did we start, what did we end last year with? It was like the World Health Organization saying, hey, we have a short, we have a flimsy, we have a wobbly front line whenever it comes to vaccines. People aren't trusting us anymore. When people begin to ask about these vaccines, we're unable to give them the facts that they need to subside their fear. This was the end of 2019 after after Event 201. And what did we start this year off with? Nothing but vaccine talk. And what did at the start of 2019, what did I spam in people's heads? That the World Health Organization said anti-vaxxers were the top global health threat of 2019. And what have we had all year? Anti-masker demonization, anti-vaxxer demonization, nothing but capitulation to, to where I guess it's not my body anymore. I'm just a servant for you. Continuing on, it says that the World Health Organization partnered with Silicon Valley big tech giants to weed out any information about vaccine damage, vaccine injury, viral shredding from vaccines, among other serious topics that concern public health. The World Health Organization is targeting any hopeful information on treatments, preventative nutrition, based medicines, and any information that could advance innate immunity and free human beings from the endless vaccine experiments. This authoritarian organization pays no regard to human rights as their team of vaccine pushers work to bury information that is critical of vaccine science, its shortcomings, and its sordid history of deadliness. The scientific method is being suppressed and censored because the World Health Organization demands vaccine obedience, targeting the centers of vaccines as a, quote, public health threat. That's me. The World Health Organization demands wide-scale distribution while ignoring the science of its adverse effects. This network of vaccine pushers coordinates of vaccine pushers coordinate to ensure that the vaccine makers enjoy legal immunity when their products do harm, while censoring any debate about this atrocious reality. It says that the modern-day World Health Organization is like the USSR State Committee for Television and Radio Broadcasting, a, bro a propaganda and information suppression branch of Joseph Stalin's early, early 20th century Soviet Union Communist Empire. During that time, the Soviet Union controlled the television networks and the radio stations with their own political propaganda while locking down public speaking on important matters of human freedom and pushing anyone who dared to who dared commit, quote, a slip of tongue. Today, the WHO runs a digital solutions department that meets weekly with the policy teams of big tech. This dictatorial WHO department is led by Andy Pattison, who was open about their effort to censor any information that dampers human belief in the upcoming coronavirus vaccines. He told Reuters that his team meets with YouTube on a weekly basis to discuss content trends online while discussing the types of videos that spread, quote, dangerous misinformation about vaccines. YouTube recently agreed to limit the spread of COVID-19-related information that defies the position of the WHO. YouTube is in the process of removing videos that question COVID-19 vaccines. YouTube is currently banning channels and any videos that point out the limitations of these vaccines and their potential to cause great harm. YouTube is also we're already working with the World Health Organization to remove videos that dispute the, quote, supreme authority guidance provided by public health authorities. Since February, YouTube has removed over 200,000 videos questioning the COVID-19 status quo. They just want you to have that gift. They just want to sell you that cure.
They just want to take care of you real nice. And that's why we have to be hyper vigilant of everything that's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You have to understand, again, the psycho-spiritual configuration of the adversaries that we're discussing here. And how capitulation only emboldens them. And how resistance is the only thing we have, regardless of how much it may hurt. I'll say this and I'll close out the episode for you guys. Coming back full circle to what I was saying at the start. Be courageous. Because you never know who you're inspiring. Speak the truth. Regardless of how much your voice quivers and shakes. Because you can't betray yourself. And you can't flop on your morals. All you have in this new world order is the truth. And that's what we fight for. Because as they try to build up an empire of lies, a single truth can tear it down. And that's why they're trying to silence everything from dissent to truth and more. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Election Madness, Dark Side Testimonies, and Selling the Cure. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know, all over the place from COVID to Satanism to civil unrest to societal destabilization, there's the future. This is 2020. I don't know why we should be surprised. If anything, we should really start looking forward to what 2021 has in store for us and what we can do today to prepare for it. That's borderline where we're at. We see where they're trying to chart us. All we can do is fight it. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below, as well as all the other videos that I put out throughout this entire episode. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noizera, Freedom Faction, out.